0: What's up y'all? It's your girl Cass, and welcome to the highlight reel where we chat about the highlights But most importantly where we highlight the real Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the highlight reel podcast and this is episode number seven and I have a bit of a confession And that's that I have not been very good about doing this podcast I think i'm averaging like one per month if that (laughs) these last couple of times um but kind of like I foreshadowed in the pilot episode that I did this is totally meant to be a very spontaneous very in the moment in the flow type of thing and it's not a once a week content show so giving myself grace here um but just wanted to say thanks for sticking with me I promise I'll probably get a little bit better in the new year because my my life is going to look a lot different and I'm so excited but I'm going to get into this episode seven and just a little bit with Elena. I feel like I could chat with her for hours. But first, before we dive into that, I wanted to give you guys a quick update because since we last chatted in October, I feel like so much has happened in both my personal life as well as professional life. So the first update, my sister Briar, who was on the podcast back in October, we chatted all about her breast cancer journey. Now, she had her final checkup. I think it's called a PET scan. She had that back in late October, and her results came back completely clear. So she is officially in remission, which is the best news ever that any of us could have ever received. I remember getting the news. She posted a reel on her Instagram account, so you guys should definitely go check that out. But she revealed the news to her husband, Josh, and her daughter, Finley, on the reel, And she texted all of her family members at the same time, sharing the video. And I remember watching it on the couch late at night, and Cody was next to me. And I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Oh my god, oh my god, thinking that it was going to show up clear. But you just watch the video, and then you just instantly burst into tears. Like, go watch it. It should be on, like, Good News Movement or something like that, because it's very, very heartwarming and we are just so, so excited for this kind of next step for her. Um, so thank you guys for all the good wishes and prayers and good vibes sent our way. They have not gone gone unnoticed. So that's one of the biggest updates that's happened. Then the next update, which is on a personal note, I don't know if I'm the only one. I guarantee I'm not, but fall is my least favorite season <laughs> I feel like these three months that kind of follow summer and all the fun activities that come with that season, fall just sucks for me. I feel like I have no motivation. My energy is drained. I don't really know what I should be spent doing. And then also it's super busy for me because it's kind of the period where I gear up for the holiday season and the new year season, which is our busy time of year for Girl Get After It. So fall is just hard and I think it's been extra hard for me these last couple of months because following the rut and all those races that I had in September, I felt lost. I was like, what do I even have to do with my life anymore? Like, I don't have any goals that I'm aspiring to, nothing like is taking up my time. And kind of like I've said in the past, but I'm a very busy person. I like to be occupied and I like to be working towards something. So with running kind of not in the picture anymore, I just felt burnt out and exhausted. And I think I'm still feeling that a little bit. And also like if you live in Montana or if you don't, you know, if you're in any of the mountain states, we have no snow. And that really sucks too because it's December 2nd and the resorts should be getting ready to open. They should be spinning on all cylinders, and they're not. (laughs) So that kind of sucks too because I freaking love skiing and... I feel like it's what keeps me sane during the winter months, but I also know that things will get better. Just wanted to throw that out there. If you are having a tough time right now, just know that you're not the only one. (laughs) Then the next update that's more business related that I'm so stoked and so nervous to start diving into so in the last couple of months, Girl Good After It has made huge strides into our goal of expanding our in-person wellness communities all over the country. And on a recent podcast, I did share that I do have a goal of being in all 50 states in the next several years. But step one for us was onboarding five new cities just in this last month. And they're gearing up to start hosting their own sweat events and cultivating their own Girl Good After communities in their cities beginning in January. And we have five cities in five different states. They are Colorado Springs, we have Salt Lake City, there's one in Boston, in West Hartford, Connecticut, and then one in New York City. Now, we are getting applications all the time for other communities and other states for our kind of next onboarding period, which is really exciting. But for the last couple of months, we've been really hyper-focused on getting these five communities ready to go, making sure they have all their resources, making sure that they feel supported, um, which has been so fun and so cool. I'm learning a ton, but I'm also learning that this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing and this is exactly why Girl Good After It is alive today. I'm so excited to get those off the ground. Little PSA, if you do live anywhere near their cities or maybe you know somebody who does, let them know about it because starting in January of 2022, things will be rocking and rolling and we're kind of creating a space for other women to meet new friends and try new things and not feel so alone in whatever they're doing and helping you get after it, whatever that it is. So check them out. Um, Okay, I think that's it. Let's get to it. Okay, you guys, we are back on the Highlight Reel podcast. I know I had a little hiatus there for a few weeks, but we're rolling with it, and I am so, so excited to welcome my dear friend, Anne, one of our girl good after ambassadors, Elena Luciani, to the podcast. Elena is located up to up in Canada, our friends to the north. And she is on the call today. And I'm so excited to talk to you, Elena. Hi. I
1: am so pumped to be here. And I'm so pumped for technology because that's really how we've been able to stay so connected. So I'm (laughs) here and I'm sure we'll get into that. So
0: I know, right? Like we were just talking before we kicked off this podcast of like Instagram not working and then hopefully this app was working. So hopefully technology is in our favor today but we will see. We're just going to roll with the punches. Um so one thing that I always kick off our podcast with is how we met, <laughs> which I feel like your and I's story is pretty random and unique, I would say. Um all of us, I feel. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the best. And I
1: I think we've been
0: A friends for probably five or six years
1: yeah yeah I think it it would be honestly around this time six years ago because training to excel will be six at the end of November
0: oh my gosh really
1: yeah yeah whoa
0: I also love that you celebrate a birthday for t2xl
1: I think it's important I think celebrations (laughs) are important and the reason I do it is because I feel like I I don't do a great job celebrating the small wins. And it's funny because I encourage it to other people.
0: Yes. So
1: I feel like it just gives me an opportunity to like give myself props and give my business props for like the year we had. Yeah. <laughs> girl. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I did a bit of a bigger celebration last year for five years because I feel like that's a good milestone. This year, it will be one week before my wedding. So I don't <laughs> know how big my celebration <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just going to be a, a quick story post. Hey team, yeah. we turned 6 yeah. today. See yeah. you in 2 weeks. <laughs> That's exactly what it will be. Um okay, well I need to take a cue from that. But back to how we met. So, we met via Instagram and I don't even know how we found each other.
1: I want to say It had something to do, I think, with women's health. Either I found you in women's health or we happened to be in the same issue for the social media posts.
0: Oh, my God. Really? I had no idea.
1: I, I don't know why I remember that, but I'm pretty sure that's where I found you. And then, I mean, at that point, Instagram really was just posts and DMs. Yeah. So I think, like, it's not like we were responding to each other's stories. Like, I think either you DM'd me or I DM'd you or I'm not sure how it came about, but it honestly makes me smile just thinking about it and, like, where we are now.
0: I know, right, dude? Like, we have gone on probably 18 different roller coasters with our (laughs) lives and our businesses in the last six years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when we first met, I was still doing, like – the blogging thing really focused on the wellness rookie. I don't even think Girl Get After It was really a thing yet, which is wild to think about.
1: Yeah, it, I don't think it was either when we first connected. Yeah.
0: And I think you were doing tons of in person clients and classes still. Mm-hmm.
1: I was, well, I was still working at the collegiate, like in the collegiate setting. So okay. I've been working full time as the head strength coach at Laurier when, and and like I had kind of started training to Excel as a way to kind of share my journey as a young strength coach. Right. And ended up, you know, connecting with some amazing people like yourself. Yeah.
0: Right. So what's funny is when we first connected, I saw your Instagram handle and obviously you had, you know, training to Excel in your Instagram bio. And for the longest time I was like I, how do you say this name? What does it mean? You know, like when you
1: see the training to extra large,
0: yes,
1: (laughs) training to extra
0: large, which, like, it it reminds me of one of those memes, you know, where you see going around that's like, I was today years old when I realized.
1: (laughs) Actually, you want to know what's really funny is now that Instagram stories have captions. A lot of people are cluing into it because when I say training to excel, it spells it out. So it's training to and then E-X-C-E-L. So people are like, oh my goodness, this is what training to excel means. I'm like, well, yeah, if you say it out loud, training to (laughs) excel. I mean, it's it's genius.
0: It's genius. And it's, and it's one of those things where like, once you get it, you're like obsessed. You're like, oh my God, that's so cool.
1: I have to give my mom props for that. She was the one that came up with that. Mm,
0: yeah. What a wordsmith. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you would just kind of explain training to Excel, what do you do? Um, how did it get started? What's the passion behind it? Just give us the deets.
1: Oh my goodness gracious. Training to Excel is my business baby that, as I mentioned, will be six at the end of the month. At Training to Excel, we, and I'm going to say we, because you know, we are a community, we are a team. Um, we are pro- a professional coaching service based out of Toronto, Ontario. And within that realm, we work with both athletes in sport, athletes in life and other movement practitioners. So Training to Excel really has kind of uh, two pillars. We have the coaching side, and then we have the education side. So in the coaching side, that's where I work with high-performance athletes in their off-season. I work with athletes in life, you you know, achieving their goals, working on their performance, programming, kind of all that fun stuff. And then on the education side, I run queuing and programming clinics, and mentorship programs for other coaches, trainers, and movement practitioners. So, you know, there is kind of two pillars of training to excel, but I think that is the beautiful thing about it is it really has grown and evolved as I have grown and evolved as a coach. And part of the reason I left the collegiate setting, so I worked extensively in the collegiate setting as a strength conditioning coach but there were a lot of times that I just thought, I'm I, there's more I want to do. Yes, I love coaching my athletes and it's so incredibly rewarding, but I know I'm capable of more and I know I want to take on more. So, you know, creating Training to Excel has allowed me to explore different passions in different areas. I love the in-person stuff, but I also love that there's a lot I can do from home now and even prior to, you know, The pandemic that essentially forced us to go virtual. So I am so grateful that I've been able to build a business that's reflective of me and what I'm really passionate about. And so, you know, with training to excel, our core values are impact, integrity, and education. So those three things are incredibly important to me as a person and as a coach and as a human, but also very important to the the community of training to excel and how I operate under training to excel so you know when when you're with us and when you're included and everyone is included in our team there you know the objective is to create a really positive impact in hopes that it has a ripple effect in in much bigger ways yeah Um, I I hold myself at a very high standard to you know have some integrity. If I say I'm going to do something, if I say I'm going to, you know, be a part of something or execute something, I make it happen. Yeah. The education piece is really, really important to me, especially, I mean, I'm sure you've seen things that float around on social media, just incredibly inaccurate, Information and I just want to make sure that when people come to my page and when people go to my website, they know that they're getting information from a reliable source. And that really is a a big goal of mine for Training to Excel is that people see Training to Excel as a really reliable source for information about training and performance and coaching and queuing and all these things that I'm so passionate about. But you know, I, I always want people to know that the information they're getting is coming from. An educated place, and yeah, you no, know, I definitely when I say I do my research, like I do the like not sexy research, like <laughs> <read> articles and <laughs> not <laughs> things, not just sorry, I definitely Google things, but not just Google
0: things. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally, and like all of that shows a hundred and fifty percent. Like, I just have to give you huge kudos. I was actually talking to a friend about this, and I think I texted you or mentioned this to you on Instagram. But the content that you produce and the content that you put out there, yes, both you as a person and the face behind the brand, but also representing the Training to Excel community is so consistent and so high level that like anytime I see something on Instagram, even without like knowing it's coming from you, I know it's coming from you. Does that make sense? Like like you're you're hitting the nail on the head. So keep doing what you're doing.
1: I honestly appreciate that so much. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for the community I've been able to build on social media. And I'm, I'm really happy that I, and I don't give myself props for a lot, but I've stayed really, really true to myself. And I think early on not that I didn't, but I think early on I was like, oh, I have to do this in order to like get more likes and more followers. And when I really just took ownership of who I was and how I actually wanted to operate, I think that's when things really started to shift. And I started attracting people that I want to be in contact with and I want to connect with. So that honestly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That really means so much to me to hear.
0: Yeah, totally. And I remember that was like Instantly, what I noticed when I first got connected to you, with you those five to six years ago was just like that authenticity. And especially back then, and even now, like when Instagram was, you know, this this thing that was sort of new, very, very popular. Everybody was on it. There was a lot of bullshit that came <laughs> along with it <laughs> too. There still is. <laughs> there still is. There totally is. Probably tenfold. Yeah. But, that was something that I really connected with you those many years ago. And I remember we were just chatting on DM a lot and we started to get to know each other that way. And then we started noticing all these parallels in our life. I feel like Like you were huge into sports growing up and specifically basketball. And so was I, we were both into health and fitness. And obviously back then I was doing a little bit of personal training and you were on a much bigger level, but we had that to connect on. And then I feel like in these last few years, we both have like gone through the Lululemon ambassadorship. So that was really cool to connect on. Um, I have to like share this parallel story (laughs) that I think is pretty funny. But so we've met in person three times, no, two times
1: times yeah two
0: times yeah so <laughs> so Elena and I got connected on Instagram and of course we like DM'd and would comment on each other's stuff share each other's stuff and then I think we chatted on the phone a couple of times because you yeah. had some questions on website stuff and branding maybe and then we FaceTime I think and that's what I feel like when we've really got to know each other mm-hmm. and then I planned a trip to go see you in Toronto for an event that we hosted together. <laughs> and I remember booking the trip and getting everything dialed for the event, and I told Cody, who is my boyfriend. I said to him, I was like, "So, I'm going to Toronto in a couple months for like 5 days." He's like, "Who are you going to see? What? What are you going to do?" And I'm like, "Uh, it's this girl that I met on Instagram."
1: <laughs> I know that was like me trying to explain to Ryan. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have a visitor and I've we've never met before in real life, but I think she's legit. Like
0: (laughs) oh my god, I know. I mean, just like the most random shit, but I feel like when you form a friendship with somebody like that and you have like that instant friendship connection, you just know. You're like
1: no, you know
0: yeah, you know, you know, like, I, I just felt like I had known you for years. And just with all the parallels in our lives, good and bad, I feel like, like our friendship just kind of took off in a really organic, cool way. Um, And I will never forget that moment, though, of like stepping off the Toronto airport and just like, giving you a hug and just feeling like I'd known
1: you for years. It was just so cool. You know what it was for me like that same thing. I, and I really believe like you you can read people's energy and you could definitely, you know, I don't think we would have gone through planning all these things together if we didn't think that we would get along in in real life. But I remember it was, like, the Sunday night you were leaving early the next morning and you, myself, and Ryan were all watching a movie. And I remember being like, oh, what are you doing Thursday? Just, like, and it was as (laughs) if, like, I thought you, like, lived in – like, it, it was, like, the comfort level. yeah. remember being like oh my gosh we it feels like we've been friends for 10 years and it's just like we're just chilling watching a movie we don't have to talk the whole time like when you can Mm -hmm. silence comfortably with someone and not feel the need to talk that for me is like this person is my kind of person yes
0: I so agree and I remember you came to Bozeman Montana maybe like that next winter next year.
1: yeah next yeah year. Winter. yeah and we
0: hosted an event here which was super cool but I remember having that same feeling because we went on a short drive out to this hot springs like an hour and a half away and we were just like chilling listening to music you were checking out all the mountains around and just like we didn't have to force conversation like yeah. that's when you know for sure
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to come back because I actually often think back to that trip around this time because I Mm -hmm. actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was probably, honestly, oddly enough, it may have been two years almost to the day.
0: Oh, yeah. I think you're right because it it was November.
1: It was November. Yeah, I think it was like this weekend or next weekend. So very fitting that we're talking today.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look back at the memories on Instagram, Yeah,
1: <laughs> the archives. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so, like, so
0: many parallels, as we've said, and I feel like the biggest one that's happened to both of us in our 20s was that we both lost our dads, and I lost my dad when I was just about 23 years old, and you lost your dad at 26?
1: 27.
0: 27. Okay. So we were friends just before you lost him. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would have been just four years ago this past August.
0: Yeah. So that's wild too, because, you know, I, I think when we first met, I was definitely talking about, you know, my experience losing my dad and that was a big focus on kind of what I was saying in the content that I was putting out there just so people wouldn't feel so alone.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then having you go through that experience a couple of years later, I feel like that just like solidified our, our connection and our relationship and our friendship and, and whatnot. And I would love to just like talk about that too, because as we head into the holiday season, I feel like loss and grief is at the forefront And it's very, very prevalent in people's lives who have lost somebody as, you know, this time of year is very much about family and it's about gathering and and sharing the holidays with your loved ones. And I would just love to like hear your experience with grief over these last several years. And, you know, maybe if you could touch on how it felt then when you first lost your dad, versus how it feels now and kind of this windy roller coaster that it's been for the last few years
1: yeah I think you know uh, unfortunately when you lose when you have such a massive loss in your life especially of a parent I think it creates an unspoken bond that you then have with someone else that knows and shares that pain so I think that's something that like we don't even need to articulate it. We don't even need to say it. It's just this like deep rooted understanding that we have of each other. And when I meet other people that have lost a father or lost a mom or you know lost a sibling, it's the same thing. You just mm-hmm. have, this, it, like I said, it's that unspoken bond that you don't even have to say anything, but you both get what yeah. it's like. And I, I never wish that on anyone But when you do meet someone, it is comforting knowing that you aren't alone because there are still a lot of times that I feel very alone in how I feel. I think when it comes to grief, it absolutely is not linear. And I don't think I ever anticipated that, but I can honestly say, I think the pain still feels the same as it did the day it happened but I've just learned how to navigate it a little bit better now as more time has passed. Yeah. And I I think that's something I actually like really want to get across to people because I think when you lose someone, it's really easy to think, you know, it's almost like other people are like, you know, they're there for the funeral. They're there for you when you need them. But then after like a month, after a year, it's like, Oh, they're, they're fine. Like, I'm sure they feel better, but it's like that feeling actually doesn't go away. Like I will forever live with a very small pit in my stomach and a very small hole in my heart that will never be filled. And I don't mean that in a dramatic way, but my dad was one of my best friends and, and it broke me in a lot of ways. And I use a lot of his strength and the things that he taught me in what I do now. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do, especially on the education side, because I take some of that pain and I, I use it in, I don't want to say a productive way, but I use it to, to push me and move me forward to make him proud and to allow his legacy to live on in, in big ways. But what I will say is I'm approaching, you know, one of the, the biggest days of my life thus far, and there's a lot of the day, and I'm referring to my wedding, which is actually a month today. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really trying to mentally prepare myself for that because I remember after he passed, I remember thinking, oh, fuck. Like, sorry. Oh, I'm allowed to swear on this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I Anyway, I, I remember <laughs> thinking, like, what am I going to do walking down? Like, I, I couldn't even. Yeah. It's so hard for me to even visualize that. Um, so that's something that I'm I'm preparing myself for. And I know there are going to be other moments in my life. And sometimes it comes up at, totally out of the blue. I could be, I was in the middle of a grocery store last week and I heard one of his favorite songs and I just had tears running down my face mm, and I yeah. had a mask on. So I don't think anyone could really <laughs> tell, but you know, if anyone wants to ask why I'm sad, like I'm happy to share it. I think, I think we have to get better at talking about things. Yeah, so that's something that's definitely helped me in the process is like finding my people and like leaning on my support system when I, I don't feel strong.
0: Yeah, totally. And you're so right. Like it, it can just hit you out of the blue. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so I'm coming up on eight years. Whoa, which is yeah. crazy. Um, And I totally agree that grief is not linear. And it's a freaking roller coaster that's so different for each and every single person. And I have found myself, I'm in this period of the the grieving process, I guess, to say is that it mostly finds me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why that is. I feel like life and business and everything is just chaotic right now, like a great chaos. But I found find myself, like, avoiding feelings like that or, or maybe not avoiding them on purpose but just, like, by accident, right? Yeah. And it hits me and the feeling of loss and sadness and grief when I, like, least expect it. Like you said, like, you could be grocery shopping and a song could come on and then it reminds you of them and mm-hmm. you just break down. And you're like, whoa. Like, I, I almost get, like, mad at myself sometimes for – Quote unquote, forgetting about it for a second. Yeah. And then it's moments like those that remind me of like what a huge piece of my life that was and that is. Uh-huh. And yeah, I don't know. It's just so weird to navigate this world that nobody really talks about, yeah. but that we're all going through in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And one thing that I get asked sometimes when I do talk about grief and losing my dad is, how do you deal with it? And I would love to ask you that question too. And I think, you know, it's it's probably changed versus when you first lost your dad versus um, now. Um, but if you were to kind of give any any advice or any share anything that has worked for you, what would that be?
1: Uh, you know, I'll be honest. When I when my dad first passed, I three days after his funeral, I started a new job at a new university and I suppressed a lot of feelings for the first year. Like it was not healthy and to the point where it came out in physical ways. So I ended up getting uh, a viral infection. I broke out in hives. Um, I had, I think they call it like a Christmas tree rash. So essentially it looked like someone had like rubbed me with like a Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it was it was very odd. I've never had it before. And it was weird because it's like, I didn't have a fever. But it was just like, it was almost like these feelings and emotions were like trying to get out of my body. Like, I I don't really know how else to describe it. But like, I had physical signs of like, me trying to suppress feelings and then like them coming out in different ways. So you know, I, unfortunately, I, I spent the better part of the first year trying to avoid feeling the way I felt or only doing it when I was alone and feeling like I couldn't show this like vulnerable side of me and you know after about a year I again it it started coming out of me in in very physical ways like uncontrollably uncontrollably crying like I remember one week like I could not hold myself together and it was as if like a year full of tears just like couldn't hold on anymore I and I I think the the best thing I started to do for myself was just ask for what I needed um and and I refer I actually referred to this earlier today and my partner my I guess soon-to-be husband Ryan (laughs) is fantastic and the the thing that I appreciate most so I mean this would be is if you are a partner of someone who has lost someone the best thing that he did for me was during the the process he looked at me and said what do you need from me and when he said that it's like it opened up I I didn't really know what I needed from him but I also knew what I didn't need and I just said I need you here I need Mm -hmm. your presence I need you to hold my hand and just listen because truthfully there's not anything anyone can say that will make you feel better. Yeah. And now I I just because he asked me that question, I feel so comfortable just saying like I need this from you. Like I I need you here. I just can you hold my hand? Like I I need can you sit beside me? And for me, you know, my love languages are physical touch and quality time. So that's what I need. I actually want silence. Like I don't want him to try to say anything and and we can't, we can't assume that people know what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what we need. So I think it's really important that we ask for what we need. Maybe that's time. Maybe that's space. Maybe that's privacy. Maybe that's a listening ear. Maybe that's just like, can we just sit here and just be in each other's presence and not say anything? It sounds kind of weird, but like sometimes that's what I need. Sometimes yeah. I need to listen to his favorite music. And sometimes I need to cry. Yeah asking for what you need and also honoring the feelings as they come up. And if I could share any piece of advice, please don't suppress your feelings for a year. It comes out <laughs> in really aggressive ways that you don't want.
0: Oh my gosh. Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was I was like that for probably a solid three years. Uh, and I think – Just historically growing up, I was a very emotionally closed-off person, and I never talked about my feelings at all. And when something like that happened that was so devastating, it was like emotions on overdrive, and I didn't share any of them. Um, And I don't think it was until like I was about 25 years old that I finally started talking about it. And when I did that, and I did that in the form of a blog. (laughs) And I just remember just getting my thoughts and emotions down on a piece of paper was so incredibly freeing that I had no idea that it would change my life. And then also to just finding a support system, like you said, like whether it's one person, whether it's people, you know, whether it's family, whether it's strangers on the internet, on a community forum, right? Like there's so many outlets for finding a community to just feel supported. Mm-hmm. especially in those vulnerable moments too
1: yeah absolutely. yeah yeah and, and there really is no like for anyone listening that is maybe navigating grief or will at some point it's like there's no right or wrong way to grieve and I think that's something that has brought me a lot of peace because I think with anything it's like we think there's a right and wrong way to do things but yeah not so even when I see someone else's grieving process that maybe I look at it and I'm like, Oh my goodness, how can they, like, how can that be their process? But there is no, there's no rule book for this. Like Mm
0: -hmm. completely. Yeah.
1: Just what happens.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And to you on the note of your dad being such a big part of your life and, you know, being your best friend, he, I feel like, was what got you into this role that you're in now within the coaching industry, within the health, wellness, fitness space, because your dad was a coach, right?
1: For football? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Was he high school?
1: Yeah. So he coached um, primarily football. That was kind of his main sport, but also coached um basketball and wrestling and track and oh wow yeah he was a longtime educator in the high school setting so he taught for many years and then did more administrative stuff so worked as like a vice principal and a principal um and then also taught at one of the universities their their uh, teacher's college program um, okay he was incredibly involved And yeah, he's a massive driver for a lot of what I do with Training to excel, especially the education piece. And I remember growing up, he would always say, especially after he saw me speak or, you know, different things, he would always say, oh, he called me Peach. And he'd say, (laughs) oh, Peach, you need to be in a classroom like you're meant to be a teacher. And I remember thinking, dad, no, I don't want to be a teacher. And like... (laughs) oldest brother is a teacher and embodies so much of my dad and he's the most fantastic teacher ever and I hope maybe at some point he listens to this because he is one of those people that you want your kids learning from mm. and he definitely gets that from my dad but I just remember being like "There's nothing against teachers but I'm like it's just not for me that's not where I see myself And I remember when I was running one of my first in-person clinics for my queuing and programming clinic, and I had a moment where like, I almost burst into tears in the middle of this clinic because I was like, Oh my goodness, this is what he meant. Like Mm -hmm. he he didn't mean I literally had to be in a high school classroom. He just wanted me to find my classroom. Yeah. And, And I, and I have found that I've, that's in the weight room, that's in the gym, that's you know, in, in this education space. And so, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but that is like a massive part of what I believe my purpose is.
0: Yeah, completely. And, and you talk a lot about live like Joe and continuing your dad's legacy. And I've had conversations with you in the past of, you know, what it means for you to hold that coach title. And we've even chatted about like, you know, the whole coach versus personal trainer. And, you know, there's not technically a better or worse than the other, but like, why do you hold being a coach so high? Like, is it because of the education piece from your dad or, or why is that?
1: I'm so happy you brought this up. <laughs> because I think it's something that I maybe don't talk about as much because I don't want people to take A offense to it especially when it comes like when people are like oh so you're a personal trainer and I say oh no actually I'm a strength and conditioning coach and they kind of look at me funny because yeah maybe there's not a massive difference but you know a lot of my experience in education is in the strength and conditioning setting so working with um you know team sport athletes a lot of my my you know education and my certifications are encompassing that so from, from that front, like I am very much a strength and conditioning coach and I find that strength and conditioning coaches traditionally work with the athletic population, um, work in that kind of small group training environment. So the skill set is somewhat different, right? It's incredibly transferable and there's a lot of what I do that's very similar to being a personal trainer and in some ways I am a personal trainer. But the reason that I go by strength and conditioning coach is because of the coach part of my title, that is something I take so much pride in, and I take so incredibly seriously because of the coaches that I come behind, yeah. and my dad being one of those people. But my uncle coaches, my cousins, my brothers—like they've all had their their share of of coaching experiences. So it means a lot to me to have coach in my title. So it's not to put down personal trainers, and there it's not often that I correct people and people say, Oh, this is Elena. She's a personal trainer, but there's a reason that I introduce myself as a strength and conditioning coach, mm-hmm. not only from my background, my experience, my expertise, but also because that coach part of my title is, as I said, something I take very, very seriously. And I think being a coach is such a powerful and influential and impactful position to have. And that's something I, I just, I take so, so seriously and so, you know, sometimes on social media it does frustrate me when people kind of utilize the the term in in different ways that that I just I just encourage everyone to really reflect on why you are using that title or totally. you know, what is the meaning behind it? I just feel like it's something now that on social media it's like I'm a flower coach, I'm a water bottle coach. I'm just looking at things all my time.
0: <laughs> water um, <laughs> bottle coach. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> But they just add coach to the end of their title. And I think, totally okay, that's fine. That is totally, if that's your thing, I'm I'm here for it. But I just want you to understand the weight that that word carries. Yes,
0: totally. There's a difference.
1: Yes. You have the title of coach. People put so much trust in you. And so it's just so important to respect that title.
0: Yeah. Well, and the people you're leading, like you refer to them all the time as a team, right? Yeah like the T2XL team. Yeah. So your community of like-minded individuals are after a goal of to be better at life and in mm-hmm. sport, right? Yeah. And just taking on that title of coach, of being being this leader for this team, I feel like just holds so much weight and, and something that you are obviously ready to step up to the plate too, right? Yeah. Which I think is so cool. I want to get to our, our fun segments next. Um, do I do this segment called quick fire questions. And it's just a roundup of five random questions that I'm going to ask you. And you can try to answer as fast as you can. But feel free to take time if you need to think.
1: <laughs> oh my, I
0: love this. Oh, my God. They're so fun. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Quickfire question number one. Pet peeve
1: slow walkers <laughs> <laughs> slow walker yeah it I think I learned this from my mom she's a really fast walker and I live downtown Toronto and I'm sorry I'm so happy that everyone wants to come to our city and explore but please do not stop in the middle of the sidewalk and look at your phone or <laughs> walk incredibly slow with five of your friends across the sidewalk please don't please don't uh, do
0: it yeah I feel that you need to live in New York for a yeah. little bit yeah like the fastest walkers I have ever seen. <laughs> like I so well there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I can relate to that. All right. All right. Quick fire question number two. Would you rather have an endless supply of vegan ice cream
1: Oof.
0: or a pair of Converse in every training to Excel color? <laughs> a pair of Converse in every training to Excel. <laughs>
1: 100%.
0: Knew it. I knew I, it.
1: I love that you specifically made that question for me. Oh, yeah.
0: It. Oh, yeah. I do my research. <laughs> 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 okay, but real talk, you have a pair of blue Converse so far, right?
1: Yes. And I have a pair – actually, I don't know when this will, will air, but I am wearing Converse on my wedding day. And, oh, my God, and cute. Yeah, so – I have a handful of Converse, but I have a special pair for that day.
0: Can you say what color is a surprise?
1: Um, I mean, they're not like overly fun. They're like ivory, (laughs) but they they really go with the whole vibe. So I'm excited. Oh my
0: God. I cannot wait to see your whole wedding vibe and look. Uh. (laughs) I'm pumped. Yeah. Okay. Quickfire question number three. Least favorite exercise?
1: Rear foot elevated split squats. (laughs) Okay, say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah, rear <you, you, laughs> foot. No, I'm not even gonna try. Um, they, they like I love them because they're such a productive exercise, but oh my goodness, they are not enjoyable ever. Like it doesn't matter how strong you get, they always suck. And yeah, I, I'm sure there is someone listening to this nodding their head, being like, "Yes,
0: yes." I'm yes, nodding my head. I don't like that no. one.
1: Yeah. So that's my answer.
0: You know, you get to like rep. 8 or 10 or whatever you're doing at the end and you just like want to give up. Yeah. <laughs> These really? are so I'm hard. I'm out. <laughs> okay, rear foot elevated split squat. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay. Last quick fire question. How much would it take for you to plan a wedding all over again? <laughs> oh. Uh.
1: Oh my goodness you know what I have to I have to give Ryan a shout out. He has been incredible like it I feel like in a lot of ways our our the traditional quote- unquote societal roles have been reversed because Ryan has done so much of the planning.
0: oh my um, gosh
1: yeah so I'm I'm very very fortunate so it's actually been like a really fun process. I think now we're just getting to the stage where it's like all the little details that I'm like, oh my goodness and I'm so detail oriented but to, <laughs> to have the brain power to do it for my business and for a wedding is a lot but you know what it's been fun oh that's, like, that's I so pray, good like, to like, hear I wanna, like I wouldn't do it every year but like
0: <laughs>
1: you know go, big or go home right yeah
0: yeah and like give it up for Ryan those snaps oh, for Ryan yeah, that's yeah. legit so I, had,
1: and so I had to mention that because I'm like it wouldn't be fair if I made a big deal about planning a wedding when like he's done so much.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. I like <laughs> not surprised one bit though. Cause yeah. the one time that I have met him, he is such a good genuine guy that I can just like picture that going swimmingly. So yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so next segment words to live by. So Ooh. this one can be a mantra, it can be a quote you love. Um, it can like be something you made up, (laughs) but words to live by. I
1: have three separate ones. Is that okay?
0: Oh yeah. Give it to us.
1: Okay. So I think my first one would be make an impact. That's, that's a reminder. I give myself every day when I wake up, that is my objective. That's my purpose. I want to make a really positive impact on the world. Quality over quantity.
0: Mm. I think. Yes. Not
1: only is it important in training, it is important in life, with relationships, with people, (laughs) things, quality over quantity. Yes. And the last one would be something that I say very often to my community is do the simple things, do them well, and do them consistently. And I really think that is, you know, everyone's looking for this like magic equation, but I really think that's what it comes down to. It's like doing the simple things, doing them really well. And then doing them consistently, and that really is what helps us get to wherever we want to go.
0: Yeah. Did you make that one up?
1: You know what? That's one I I feel like I've I've heard different iterations of, and I've heard different people say it. Um. And but I I just kind of formulate it in a way that is my own, but I, yeah. I don't take like original credit for it because I've definitely heard it said by a handful of people. But it's just something that I've really started to. Um, you use a lot because it, it is such a foundation to what I believe in.
0: Yeah, I love that. I feel like that should be your next sweatshirt design.
1: <laughs> you know what? I actually that, that is an idea of mine. So it's interesting that you bring that up
0: because mm-hmm.
1: maybe, maybe that's what I actually thought about it on a mug.
0: I oh, cool. oh yeah, I'd like that. Okay, so. well that's that's the universe saying that that needs to happen. But yeah, you that's too, a great twenty twenty two. hey (laughs) okay elena well thank you so so much and the last thing that i would love for you to share with the community is would you please pimp yourself out where can people find you what do you have going on that we should know about give us all the things
1: um well uh you could find me at training the number two in the letters xl on instagram and if you type in training 2 excel.com, you can find my website and my email is Elena at training 2 I tried to make everything very uniform. So it's easy to find me. So I, I really am so open to connecting with anyone. So if anyone listens to this and resonates with something I said, and you want to have a conversation or you have a question, please, I genuinely mean it. Please reach out to me. I, I want to be a resource to you. And some of the things I'm doing, um, one of the, you know, my biggest things is I run queuing and programming clinics and I've actually brought it into the online space. So it's now an online course and I've actually been, been making some adjustments even in recent weeks to it. Um, but I, before I used to kind of open very specific cohorts, but I'm actually going to now leave it open indefinitely. So If you're listening to this and you are someone that wants to get really good at cueing the foundational movement patterns and, you know, being a really effective communicator and coach and learn the the basics of linear periodization and how to put together a program, then come chat with me. I am happy to get you in, into the course, um, you know, so you could get some continuing education credits and, and, you know, just really expand your, your knowledge as a coach, as a trainer, as a movement practitioner, um, the T2XL advent calendar is coming out <laughs> on November Yay! 14th, um, which I actually often think of you because I was in Bozeman when I launched it a couple of years ago. Yep. So it's, it's, that's like a memory very much attached to it. And, you know, instead of getting chocolate every day, you get either a workout or a recipe or a lifestyle tip or a holiday activity to do all the days um, of the holidays leading up to Christmas. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, there's still a ton in there. That is not the, the you know, kind of the main focus. Um, I just want to help support people through the holidays and give, you know, some fun activities. And there's a four-week program in there. There's a lot. So that comes out Sunday, November 14th. And
0: I- Yay! I'm yeah. so excited for that.
1: I'm pumped. I'm so
0: you. pumped awesome well thank you so much Elena it's always so awesome to chat with you too and hopefully I can make it to Canada soon I
1: know I'm I'm hoping to make my way back to you as well so I can't wait for that
0: yeah all right guys have a good one thanks hello y'all welcome to 2022 I can't believe we made it (laughs) Uh the last year was a whirlwind and I feel like it went by so fast and I'm so glad it's over. Um so to kick this new year new podcast vibe off, I kind of set some goals for myself and one of them was being more consistent on the podcast. Because I think this is like episode 7 or 8 or something like that and I launched this podcast late summer. So since then, we've only done like six or seven episodes, which not a big deal. I'm like, not mad at it because this is totally just for fun and just something extra, but I definitely want to hold myself accountable because I do really, really enjoy bringing this type of unedited, unscripted content to life, and I've gotten really great feedback too, and so I kind of just told myself, why not do more of it and why not incorporate it more into your everyday weekly schedule, so here we are, episode one, (laughs) let's see how it goes. Um, But anyway, today's episode is kind of fun and it's a little bit more playful and very random actually. So a couple of weeks ago, I put up a questions box on my Instagram at cast.wendell, which name change, I'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) I put up a questions box asking y'all kind of what you wanted to know and if there's any fun, juicy, random questions that you wanted to ask me and I got really, really good ones. I wrote down about 10 to 12 of them. We'll see if I get to all of them, but some of them are really quick, and some of them I think will require a little bit more explaining, but I think it's going to be really fun and just a really quirky, lighthearted way to kind of kick off the podcast in the new year. But first off, updates for this time around, since I haven't chatted with you guys in a couple of months, I think, since November. November. Um. So I, let's see, first off, I turn 31 <laughs> this week, I'm going to try to release this on my birthday, so January 13th is my birthday, and I am officially 31, if you're listening, I am definitely a Capricorn, big Capricorn energy up in here, and I can't really believe that I'm 31, <laughs> it kind of gives me like a what the fuck moment, where has this last few years of my life gone? Uh, It feels like I just turned 30 and was partying with my friends last year, January, but here we are a year later and I'm not really doing anything crazy this year. I'm just keeping it really low key. I think Cody and I are going to go get some sushi. We'll probably ski or do something outside this weekend. Um, So just keeping it really low key because I don't want it to be a big deal, but thanks for spending my birthday with me and listening to the highlight reel. It means a lot. Another update is for Girl Get After It. So officially, we have switched over to drops only. (laughs) Um, January 1st, 2022, I logged onto the back end of our website and I turned off all of our merch and apparel pages. I made everything hidden and I added in our drop-only language. So scary, so relieving, actually, and very freeing at the same time. Now we are slated to do our first drop later this month. Everything has started to trickle in. I'm actually wearing one of our new pieces right now. It is really freaking cool. And I'm going to drop some sneak peeks on our Instagram account at girl get after it in the next couple of weeks to kind of start to tease it out, but stay tuned for that. The other update with Girl Good After is we have officially started to host our in real life events in those five other cities besides Bozeman, Montana. So we are currently located and up and running in Salt Lake City, Colorado Springs, West Hartford, Boston, and New York City. And this past weekend, Colorado Springs hosted their first event and it actually made me cry. (laughs) It was just very surreal and exciting at the same time seeing those women just, I think they went out for a hike and then they followed up with coffee and Sarah and Kelly, who are the community leads, kept texting me and sending me photos and videos of just everyone having fun. And I was just over the moon. I was so excited. I just like can't stop smiling about it and it still feels surreal. So they are officially up and running. Welcome to the squad. Um, if you guys are located in those areas, would love for you to check them out. And then we've actually already started the process of our next onboarding cohort. So we have five additional cities. <laughs> and if Taylor's listening, Taylor's our assistant. But I told her, You know, after this last onboarding period, I was like, okay, well, maybe the next one we'll just stick with like two or three to really slowly cultivate this community elsewhere. But then we got so many fucking good applications coming through for people wanting to bring this to life in their city as a community lead that I like (laughs) couldn't just do two or three. So yes, we are doing five additional ones In Q1 of 2022, we actually have our first onboarding call for everybody to kind of get to know one another next week. And then we'll probably make the announcement of where these cities are maybe early February. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. But just know more are always on the way. And if you're ever interested in bringing this to life near you, please apply. We'd love for your application to come through. We have amazing people in the queue and I wish we could launch everywhere and anywhere but we're trying to be a little bit more strategic and just intentional with it but that's not to say if you apply and maybe we reach out to you six eight ten months down the road when we're ready to kind of go to that area so you never know okay and then the last update that I have for you is Christmas and New Year's (laughs) I feel like it came and never really happened and now it's gone (laughs) um we had a really chill holiday season actually we had a COVID Christmas so we didn't do anything which is fine because I'm not really a Christmas lover uh never have been never will be and I think that is completely okay Um, But I think one thing that I do really love is the new year and sort of just starting out the year on a fresh note with fresh energy, kind of ready to just tackle anything that comes your way. And something that I started doing a few years ago that I feel like so many people do now, which is really cool, it's like become the new resolution, is coming up with a word for the year. And the word that I came up with is kind of weird in a way. I don't know, maybe it's not that weird but the word is autonomy and i came up with that word and i chose to use that as my 2022 framework because for the last few years and you know most of my life i've always felt so attached to ideas that i form in my head and if an idea doesn't go the way that i picture i get really really down on myself And I would say this last year has kind of shown me that like things change at the the blink of an eye and you really don't have any control over anything. And so having more autonomy in the way that I live my life is the energy that I want to put out into the world for myself. And I want my life to be lived in a way that is totally on my terms and It's just kind of going with the flow, you know, you're not super attached to ideas, you're not attached to things or places or individuals, whatever. But autonomy is my word of the year. (laughs) And I've asked a lot of people in the last couple of weeks, you know, have you chosen a word? What's your word? And so many good ones have come across and kind of been shared with me. And so if you have one for the year, I would love for you to DM me on Instagram. You can either go to mine at cast.wendell or on the Girl Good After It page. And I would love just to form like a library. Also on that note, I did change my Instagram name, <laughs> like my personal one, I guess. So it's been at the Wellness Rookie forever, like eight years or something like that. And for the last year and some change, I've been kind of feeling like the wellness rookie doesn't really resonate with me as much on social as it used to. Like I'm not shitting you guys. I rarely post about wellness, (laughs) wellness in the traditional sense. I should, I should say like workouts and food and like morning routines and, you know, health tips and tricks and whatnot. Uh, I just don't post about that stuff anymore. Yes, it's my blog, and yes, it means so much more than the workouts you're doing and the foods you eat, and so it's still very much a part of me and my personal brand. It's still my blog, et cetera, but as far as like social media and sharing content, I wanted something totally new, and I wanted something... That allowed me to be me and share whatever the fuck I want. If I want to share something about my bedding or my dog or this like cute outfit that I just picked up. Just feeling like I could. Um, And maybe that sounds silly to you guys. But just that slight little changing of my name just kind of gave me that push to not really care about growing that account. Or being in this container in this box of what other people expect from you. Like, I really just wanted to be a place that's just me, what I want to share, when I want to share it, and how often, yada, yada, yada. So, your girl is new on there at Cass.Wendell. Check it out, and then just put it in the back of your brain in case you ever try to search for me, because I've had a couple of people reach out lately, and they're like, wait, I just tried searching the wellness work, and it did pop up. What is this about? So, if that happens, now you know why. Okay, let's get into this very random, very fun podcast.